All right, let's get started, Ryan. So I know this was a topic that you put on our list at the very beginning. And so here we are, kind of stole it from you and did all, <laughs> did all the research, even though it was it was your idea. But I thought it was very interesting. Um, so I'm going to take you through a little bit of the background of SpaceX and um, some information on Elon Musk. And I'm going to finish by talking about their most recent launch that happened this week. Great. I'm excited. Let's, let's hear it. Okay, so I first started out by uh, looking into NASA. So NASA was founded in 1958, and the president at the time was Eisenhower. Um, and then 11 years after that, in 1969, NASA um, and the Apollo 11 crew uh, were landed on the moon. Um, so that was 11 years, you said? Yeah. Pretty quick after they started. That's yeah, pretty quick. 11 yeah. years later. So that was, yeah, pretty impressive. So um, other than NASA, there are some other countries uh, that are focusing on space exploration, specifically Russia and China. So Russia was actually the first um, country to put people into space, and that was in 1961. The U.S. did it weeks later in the great, you wow. know, yeah, race. That, that's cl- <laughs> weeks later, is, that's very close. Yeah. It is very close. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. And then China uh, put its astronauts into space in 2003. So quite a bit later, but yeah, still Different era, but still they prioritized it. Yeah. Um, and these are the only countries that have actually gone to space um, off of their from their land. So um, although Canadian astronauts have gone to space, they've either gone to Russia to take that flight or to the U.S., so I think that's I thought that was kind of interesting that there was really only those three places. Um, so um, NASA was pretty prevalent in the 60s and the 70s, um, but then it has lost a lot of its funding um, and it has had a few failures. So it lost two shuttles and 14 astronauts over the course of its history. 14 sounds like a lot. Yeah, it's definitely like more than enough. Um, but Obama did raise its budget when he was in office uh, to $19 billion. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a bit of money as well, I think. Um, so one of the things that came up a lot when I was researching this is just the, the cost of running anything into space is really the only deterring factor. It's just cost such an unbelievable amount to put anyone up there or to run any of those systems and just over the years it um the cost didn't quite seem worth it so very interesting so um these countries they are all uh publicly funded space space programs now the first privatized space program is spacex which is founded by elon musk and it was founded in 2002 so what happened was around the year 2000, Elon Musk was actually traveling to Russia multiple times to try and buy one of their rockets because he decided that um, going to Mars was was what was his goal. He wanted to take people to Mars, so he thought he would start by buying a rocket from the Russians, who at the time had the most um, like up-to-date technology. Uh, but he realized uh, quickly after some uh, conversations with them that uh, financially there was just no way that 
it was going to be worth it. So instead, he decided to start his own wow. company and make his own <laughs> rocket. Homie Elon Musk. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, and 2002 was also the same year that he sold PayPal. Which I thought was kind of, and then he used that for SpaceX. Yeah, that's exactly right. Amazing. So he just switched his, <laughs> uh, he switched over there. Um, he does have a physics background, but other than that, he is basically self-taught. So he was just, you know, decided to make rockets, and and that was that. Interesting guy. Yeah. Definitely very, very interesting guy. Yeah, for sure. He does obviously give a lot of credit to his team. He says he has one of the best teams at SpaceX, and that has made all of this possible. SpaceX's main goal is to um, eventually get to Mars, and they would like to colonize Mars. So they uh, believe that by 2050, we will have a city on Mars. A city? Yeah. Did you, when you were researching, see, um, I just forget now, but what was the year they said they would originally land a person on Mars? Okay, we'll get there. I'll tell you the okay. whole timeline. <laughs> right. I promise. You know I promise. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> okay. So um, this was their original timeline, and we're already, of course, as timeline, go behind on this timeline. But Because of COVID or? Just everything. <laughs> I think just, you know, life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this was kind of this was the goal. So um, by 2021, they wanted to launch uh, the Starship, which would be the first commercial flight that would bring people, uh, it would be about a week long, and people would go to space around the moon and then come back. Okay, so they're not just launching to space, because what I heard was they were just going to space. They're actually, they're doing a lap around the moon, like around the moon? Yes, they want to go around the moon. So this was... This was proposed to happen in 2021, but um, that has now changed. They're hoping this is going to happen now in 2023. So um, we're at least two years behind. Um, And then Yusaku Malzawaka, who is a Japanese um, billionaire, he started the retail, the online retail company, Zozo Town in 2004. I'm not familiar. No, I know. I'm not, I'm not familiar either. But it has already been decided that he will be on that first commercial flight. Well, I guess he's brave. Rich and yes. brave. Well, would you go on a commercial flight to space? I would definitely do it. I don't know if I'd be on the first one. I probably would let there be like a, a nice smooth... Uh, rhythm going where they're doing like lots of launches, yeah, no I, problems, and then I'll I would be, definitely okay, be guys, like that too. Like round you sixty. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm too scared. The millionth person to go. <laughs> I would go in the twenty to thirty range. I think. Twenty really to thirty. Yeah, because what if you wait until sixty and then you, you maybe just can't? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think I would wait a little bit more than 20 to 30, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Okay. So yes, that's going to be a commercial flight, which is really interesting. And lots of people have uh, criticized this decision, including past astronauts. So for example, Neil Armstrong spoke out against this and does not think that commercial flight to space should be a thing. Um, I actually watched an interview where Elon Musk was asked about how Neil Armstrong spoke out about this and Elon Musk got um, pretty emotional about it. He said that uh, Neil Armstrong is uh, one of his heroes and so it was just very disappointing that um, he spoke out against him. So that was very interesting. So some people are not on board with this commercial flight. However, it's still in the plans for 2023, but the proposed timeline was for next year, which is really crazy actually to think that it 
could have happened next year. That's coming up soon. (laughs) Even Um, even 2023 sounds like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Pretty soon. So um, then the next proposed time that they had written down was for 2022. Um, Mars is only aligned with Earth in a way that we could get to it every two years. So that next time would be in 2022. So they were hoping to send um, non-human rockets to Mars with um, a lot of supplies like power and mining resources um, so that when we eventually did send uh, people astronauts to Mars there would already be resources there for them so that was what they wanted to do in 2022 now in 20 to 2023 they wanted to do six to eight trips around the moon And then they would have to wait that two years again for Mars to be back around aligned well with us for 2024. And that's when they were going to do the second attempt to produce uh, production on Mars. And what they were going to do is they were going to send astronauts up to Mars in 2024 um, in a spaceship. But the astronauts would have to produce the power and everything they needed to return. So it would be a pretty risky mission because it's a one-way ticket. And then you just have to reproduce everything you need to come back home. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, I remember a few years ago now they were doing that... um basically like a global search and many, many thousands of people signed up to be candidates to be the first people to go to Mars since it is entirely possible it could be a one-way trip. Mm -hmm. So they were just like canvassing people and basically, I don't know, I guess it was a big online internet campaign and you could put your name (laughs) forth to be be the the first first one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's very interesting. So it's not like, it's not supposed to be a death sentence. They are supposed to have a way back, but it's just obviously very uncertain so it would be whoever is those first people to go is going to be pretty crazy people so then after people went to mars and then were able to create that fuel to come back home they thought in 2025 they would really be able to start to grow um little towns and then further into cities on Mars and then eventually multiple cities. So, um, yeah, in their original plans, it was 2025 when they were really starting to colonize Mars, which is crazy. Um, Elon Musk said there he thinks there's a 70% chance that he'll be able to go to Mars sometime in his life. 70%? Yeah. Well... He sent his own car up there. Like, I mean, how, how much of a stretch is it for him to just be on the next? Well, if you're saying you would be the 20th or 30th round up there, I mean, you yeah, would have if, to think he would be pretty close to the top. If they start in 2023, he could do it. Yeah. 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 Theoretically. Yeah. If, if everything works out. Now, this is going to be an extremely expensive project. They're estimating that this is going to cost $10 trillion, which is obviously <laughs> wow. the most expensive Human project ever. (laughs) (laughs) Splash in the cash. Yeah, that's exactly right. And although uh, SpaceX does get paid by NASA for sending supplies up to the International Space Station and things like that, they obviously do not make back all of the money that they are putting into this. So they have some uh, very wealthy investors that are helping them out. But even still, $10 trillion seems... Like a really high amount to get people to invest in. So I don't know. Inconceivable, really. I don't know (laughs) how that's all going to work out as far as the financials go. (laughs) Um, 
Elon Musk thinks it's going to eventually cost $250,000 to buy yourself a ticket to Mars um, when they hope that it's totally colonized by uh, 2050. So the idea or his idea is basically you can sell your home and start your life over in Mars. So. New world. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow. So if you yeah. are a homeowner... By like 2050, the, you're going to sell your house and be and they're like offering you land to come west. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was thinking about those like old Canada posters yes. you used to look at yeah. in, and you know how the land used to be so cheap to get people to move like, to Canada. Come to Manitoba, come yeah. to Alberta. Basically, it's all you have to pay for is the ticket. The You'll have your own free. farm here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Own... A whole acreage for you for 10 bucks or whatever. <laughs> your own red dirt farm on Mars. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, seriously. It's, this it's is crazy. just amazing. It's very crazy. And like all, like this timeline is definitely a lot faster than I thought it was going to be. Like I said, we are behind, but even just to think like in the next five years, Elon Musk thinks that we could be on Mars is pretty, pretty crazy. So, um, SpaceX has had some failures in its past. So like I stated before, it started in 2002, but in 2008, it had a, a very rough year as a lot of companies did with uh, the stock market crash. So um, it actually had three failed attempts in 2008 to send their rocket um, out into orbit. And um, Elon Musk also uh got divorced in that year and basically they were on the verge of not having that company anymore. So Elon Musk said that was the absolute worst year of his life. They had a fourth flight planned and that was the make it or break it flight. Either that flight was going to work or it was totally done. So uh, that fourth flight was successful. They did send their rocket up into space. And so um, ever since then, it has been more smooth sailing. Um NASA offered Elon Musk and SpaceX a $1.5 billion contract following this successful launch in 2008. And since then, um, SpaceX has been sending a lot of rockets up to the International Space Station um, to deliver supplies and various things. So... Um, in 2015, they attempted their first landing of a first stage orbital rocket. So I think you heard about this, but part of what Elon Musk is doing to make this whole process cheaper and make it um, available for people to actually pay to go on flights. He's trying to lower the cost, of all, the cost of all these things. So that was really important because that meant they could start to recycle material instead of starting from, from scratch every time that something took off. So um, this was successful, which was extremely impressive. And I read that this was similar to standing on top of the Empire State Building and dropping a pencil, making sure the pencil landed on its eraser on a postage stamp. Wow. Yeah, that was kind of what they How do you they make were... sure of that? <laughs> I have no idea. I yeah. don't think that is possible. Well, that, does seem, that does seem like a critical advance in, in the tech because if it's costing, you know, trillions, we'll say, and you're just dropping the parts back to be like waste in the ocean, yeah. come on. Yeah. So Strap a parachute on that. Recycle that. There so. are so many things that is better about reusing yeah. it. You know, even just like the cost to the environment, the... The, the price tag that they're putting on it. So that is huge. So that reusable aspect of his um, work is 
is very impressive and the first of its kind. So um, now what we've been hearing a lot about in the news lately is the Falcon 9 rocket and the Dragon spacecraft. So um, in order to actually send people into space, like you can't just like claim you're sending people into space you have to pass some standards before you are allowed to send people into space so um, SpaceX had to pass three tests in order to be allowed really to send people into space interesting it really only makes sense it does but I didn't know about the tests. me neither so the first one was called Demo 1, and this was uh, – there was no crew on Demo 1, and Demo 1 was a five-day journey to the International Space Station. It had to dock on the station and then come back, and it had to do all of that safely. Um, so that was kind of the first set, the first stage, I guess. And then the second stage was an in-flight abort. So they had to check the emergency systems. And um, the spacecraft Dragon had to do that on its own. So they couldn't control the emergency systems from the ground. It had to check that the emergency systems of the spacecraft would work on its own without any human intervention. So they also passed that test as well. And then finally, Demo 2, they did send people up with Demo 2, but it was still part of the test. So that was what happened on May 30th of this year. So they sent um, Douglas Hurley and Robert uh, Benkin up to space in uh, Dragon Demo 2. This was scheduled to happen in on, May, on the 27th of May 2020, but due to weather and thunderstorms, it didn't happen until the 30th of May. Um, and this was the first launch that happened on U.S. soil since 1982, which was very impressive. So um, since 1982, we've only been launching from um, uh, Russian Soyuz on in Kazakhstan, like you mentioned earlier. Okay, so um, some interesting things that happened on this flight uh, were they actually sent um, up photos of graduates because of the COVID and the grads weren't able to attend their grads. So Just like any American graduates, yeah, like I, high school, university... I think it was specifically high school graduates. And it was just like whoever submitted their photos. They could submit their photos and then their huh. photos were taken up to space. And that's an interesting idea. I know. I didn't hear I, I about that it. prior. I don't, I don't hate it. <laughs> no. That's for sure. No, I know. Um, uh, so they sent up graduate photos. Obviously, it was a bit of a different launch because of COVID. So uh, they weren't able to... Um, have a big audience or anything like that. Um, however, the president and the vice president did go down to watch it. Now, this was actually supposed to happen in July of 2019, and they were on track to uh, meet that deadline in July. However, some oxidizer leaked into the high-pressure helium lines, oh, which bad. caused damage. <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly what that means or how bad that is. I would, but, I would shut down. Yeah. I would shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it pushed them back almost a year to May. Um, so um, I, some, a couple of things I learned about uh, flights into space. Right after launch, the astronauts actually name um, their mission. So our astronauts, um, Douglas and Robert, called this mission the Endeavour. Um, which was a name that other missions had been called. Actually, both astronauts' first missions were called Endeavor. So they both felt connected to Endeavor missions, which is why they chose it. Wait, so they choose it after they're in space? 
or yes. like after launch? After launch. Huh. Yeah. I would have thought that the mission would have had to be named before that. <laughs> well, it has a lot of names because it's like the Different. Falcon yeah. 9 is the rocket and then the Dragon is a spacecraft. And then, you know, it so. It doesn't become Endeavor until those two guys yes. are endeavoring <laughs> that's to ex- space. <laughs> that's right. So that's the name that they chose. Okay. Um, they also bring like an object to identify when they're in that zero gravity zone. So these astronauts uh, brought a toy of their sons um, and when the toy is up into the air, then they know they've reached that zero gravity level because they won't know that otherwise because they're all uh, buckled in, not moving anywhere. Wow, that's a fun fact for I sure. Know, that's really, I, that's I thought it was, I, I agreed. And then here's another one for you. They're awakened on their second day uh, by music that is picked out by their family. So, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I know, isn't that so I interesting? Know there are so many nice like things little, like this. Little yeah. things like that. So they uh, woke to Black Sabbath's planet caravan wow Mm -hmm. it is a pretty good choice i was thinking more i don't know even something classic (laughs) classical i mean what would would you choose for me i have no idea the right answer might be a achilles last stand by led zeppelin but (laughs) (laughs) we'll reevaluate what would you choose for me um hmm well uh so the right answer would be um Right now, it would be anything from Hamilton. Yeah, okay. I, I, I thought about some Hamilton tracks. I was like, maybe something like Upbeat by Macklemore. But I was like, no, we need we need Thomas Jefferson's Coming Home. We need something, <laughs> we need something awesome. But yeah, I really don't know. I'm, I'm going to reflect on this. But I know. there is a perfect song for you in space, Caitlin. I just don't know what it is yet. Well, let me know when, you, uh, <laughs> when you've figured it out. It's a high it's a high stress thing to pick out that perfect space song, I think. But Well, okay. Black Sabbath, uh, The Black Caravan. That's right. Okay, so this was a 19-hour flight, and it stayed docked for 62 days until August 1st. And it was successful. The crew went on four spacewalks, one on June 26th, July 1st, July 16th, and July 21st. And overall, everything was successful. So SpaceX had officially passed all three of its exams for being able to send people into space to really, you know, be None of them went like that... uh tesla truck demo where they smashed the window (laughs) (laughs) everything went according to plan everything went according to well except for that uh oxidizer leaking but you know mostly everything went according to plan um so what happened this week on november 16th was the official spacex crew one this is like the this was the official first one so we had um Four astronauts go into space. Michael Hobson, Hopkins, Victor Glover, Shannon Walker, and Sochi Noguchi. So uh, they took off on November 16th, and it was actually a night launch, uh, which is not – they're not always night launches. So Was there a reason? Um, I th- Better weather, maybe? I think just convenience. <laughs> I didn't really see a specific reason. Um, and this flight um, – actually took baby yoda from the mandalorian as their uh zero gravity that's the toy oh man this is like (laughs) cute and heartwarming i i love it i know i thought (laughs) baby Baby yoda Yoda. i was like that is that's so perfect yeah so they took baby yoda and they woke up on their second day to phil collins in the air tonight that was the song that their family that's a good choice as well yeah i mean i i'm i'm curious as to 
whether or not all fam all the families get together and objectively decide on a song yeah, or if it's just, there. <laughs> or if it's just like okay you your family gets to decide but anyways that was the song they chose and this flight also went to the international space station but it took them 27 hours to get there so i guess depending on when they take off and where the international space station is sometimes they have to follow it around a little bit before they um can line up with it perf- perfectly to dock so it was um few hours longer than the original one but that time can vary so um i thought that was very um interesting i loved that baby yoda thing (laughs) it is perfectly suited to the we got a baby yoda (laughs) in space right now which is that's just perfect um a few other things that i found out is that um boeing is also trying to become a privatized uh in the game of space they are they are um and they were hoping to send their cst 100 starliner into space in june 2021 and that would have seven astronauts on it or it could hold up to seven i think is what they said but there wouldn't necessarily be seven um I'm interested about what's going to happen with Boeing because obviously there has been strong criticisms against Boeing in well, the recent past. I would just like to be clear that um, if Boeing is doing commercial space travel, I will not be in the first twenty <laughs> to thirty. <laughs> that was a that was a trusting SpaceX moment when I said that. That this is Boeing's a whole other. Ball so it game, really okay? makes a difference for you as to who's yes. providing your. Well, Boeing has lost my trust. So yeah. <laughs> If I was in upper management at Boeing, I would put forward a name change, <laughs> even just to get rid of, you know, just start fresh a little bit, you yeah. know, because right now I feel like, you know. They should just change the name straight to Starliner and just call everything uh, Starliner. I know. I know. And a, a Boeing, it was a very cool name for a very long time, but it just doesn't have the same ring to it anymore. So. No, it's it's tragic. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. So we'll see what happens with Boeing if they're going to be a player in the game but as of right now um it's all SpaceX SpaceX is really pushing through they're pushing through further than any other country's space programs they really have the initiatives and the drive and so far they are pretty successful well I'm excited for this yeah we we're gonna have to definitely keep following this for sure yeah 100%. So um, SpaceX is actually doing 36 launches in total in 2020 um, to the International Space Station, um, but uh, they are not doing any more um, manned launches this year. So we will have to stay tuned. Our next proposed date from them was 2023 with that commercial flight. So we'll have to keep track to see if that's going to happen. Okay. Well, I... I'm going to change my song for space to Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd. Just, I just want you to know that. So if I ever go, um, that's the one you can choose for me. Okay. <laughs> I will write that down somewhere. I had a lot of fun with this episode. This is like, I really wanted to do uh, a NASA and space one. And I didn't know that all that stuff. So Yeah, I didn't cool. either. It was, yeah. it was very interesting. So, yeah. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank You're you welcome. for taking a look at this. And <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll catch you with everyone next time. Sounds good. Thank you.